Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Iowa Everywhere, and now it's time for Two Guys Named Chris, powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere, for the fans. What's going on? Happy Monday. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. We're always presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. You know, Fairway is not open on Sunday which is a problem hassle because I was wanting to run to fairway to get a bunch of booze after the Vikings lost (laughs) again in the playoffs, but it's okay. I'll go there today. Um, You should have been prepared for that though. Like you you should have had all that stuff ready. Cause I mean, you knew it was coming, right? I had a pretty good feeling. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I thought that yesterday's game was a toss up, right? And the point spread indicated that like, it's not like, I don't know. Did any was anybody that confident in the Giants going into yesterday either? Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, like they're playing the 49ers, but yeah, like yeah. but like it's like they would have gotten killed next week. I'm okay with it. Like here's a silver lining for you, Chris. It could have been a lot worse for you. Imagine if you took Dave Zavolensky up Ugh. on going to the game horrible. with him. How horrible that would have been for you. Just atrocious so glad that i i didn't do that and he ended up not going that was the silver that was the silver lining for me that i wasn't there because there's nothing worse than making that drive and then you come out of that freezing cold stadium and and then you've got a four hours before you get out of traffic and then you gotta it is oh so yeah i just uh i had a beer and uh i watched watched the end of the iowa game uh, watch some Iowa State women's bat. I think actually Iowa was done, but I don't remember. It was kind of a blur. It was a great sports weekend. Like there was it a was. lot of, I, lot I of was, stuff going on. I was dead wrong about Super Wild Card weekend last yeah, week. Yeah, it was I great. Said that, you know, it, I, I, this was they were their bad matchups. There's going to be a, a handful of blowouts. It didn't happen. I mean, the, I, the, these young, un, inexperienced quarterbacks, Skylar Thompson. Yeah, really. The Dolphins really were a, a shocking. Like I thought they would get killed. I really. And then the the Ravens made it so yeah. interesting. Huntley, last I mean, night. Th- th- those guys played well enough to keep their teams in the game and well enough to. And I, I did not expect that. I thought they'd they'd both be blowouts, and and they weren't. This has been a fantastic set of games. We got one more tonight: Cowboys Bucks. Yeah, which I mean is probably on paper the most interesting of all the games. This yeah, weekend. going into the weekend for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Tom Brady could be his last game. Could be his last game in Tampa. And then could be the last game for Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. If they if they lose this game, McCarthy might be done. A lot Man, of pressure and, on Dallas. And then you had Brock Purdy with four touchdowns. Jeez. It's awesome. The story <laughs> keeps getting better. It's so much fun. 
bring in Van Winkle real quick because he's the uh, lifelong San Francisco AN. How do you call it? What do you refer to yourself? A San Francisco Franciscan. Native. San Franciscan. San Francisco well, native. I'm from Iowa. San Jose, but Bay Area. He's the pride of the Iowa State University Alumni Association as well. Like, what a storybook right. deal for you, man. Awesome. And I still can't get my jersey. Because <laughs> they're all sold out. That's they're crazy. all sold out. It's it's ridiculous. I go still? on every weekend and I wow. try and place an order on Fanatics or through the NFL store or whatever. And I, every time I hit submit, it just kicks me an email. It's like, sorry, we could not place your Unless order. you're a woman or a child, you can't get a jersey from That's what a, I understand. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're at the game. I, there was an article, I think, like in The Athletic in the Bay Area that was like, the only place you can get a jersey is at Levi Stadium. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Well, it's pretty it's cool, a folk hero he's turning into. The uh, consolation prize for me with my Vikings being out is that I can root for him. You know, like it it yeah. does feel and I'm I'm such a bleed purple like I hate everyone else. When I watch the 49ers right now, you I have that like boost like they're kind of like right like I, I I that's okay on the fan scale, right though? Like I'm not cheating on the Vikings by or I'm not being a Fairweather fan by cheering no. on Purdy here. Am you're I? invested in him. No, uh, you're. I mean, you, he's a friend of yours. I mean, you yeah. covered him for what five years, really? I mean, yeah, I've known him through since the recruitment. He was a you know, junior in high school and know his family and like. Yeah, I mean, hassle too. You bring up Brady. I mean, there's been some. I, I think Ian Rappaport was reporting over the weekend that you know Brady could end up in the Bay Area in San Francisco after this season and. <laughs> There had been links to Brady, you know, before, before, you know, before they signed Trey Lance, before they they brought Garoppolo back, but they decided not to go with him. And it's like, why would you go away from Purdy at this point? He's your hot right. hand. He's cheap. You know, you can build around him. And man, he's proven to be a winner. And that that you said cheap. That's a huge thing too. Like y- you have a cheap quarterback. That's that's big in the NFL. If you've got yeah. a guy on a rookie contract, especially a guy that was not picked in the first round. Either picked last, literally as cheap as you can get. But what, what, what do you do if if Tom Brady is like, I I want to come, I want to come finish my career with you guys, and I I think it still depends on how things go the rest of this postseason. I mean, if they flame well, out, and you next still have round, Lance, and you still have Trey Lance. I mean, he. Yeah, he, I I, th- you, I feel like you have to. I think you got. I think trade I feel him. like you have to mo- try to. I, I don't know. Yeah. Is there? I mean, I guess there might still still. I mean, there's more value for him than for yeah. for a Zach Wilson because we've seen enough of Zach Wilson to know that he's not he's not valuable. But Trey Lance, say, there's still a question mark. I would trade for the I don't know because I, I I'm looking at my Vikings right and like I'd actually much rather be where your Bears are than where the Vikings mm-hmm. are. The Vikings are in that football hell right now because you just do you keep trying to win with this group or do you tear it down and get younger? Um, the Bears are in the perfect spot, in my opinion. But because I would I, compare it, Chris, to uh, it, it, for NBA fans, the Utah Jazz, they they kept winning a lot of games in the regular season with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, but they just could not do anything in the postseason with high seeds. They they didn't have yeah. they weren't at the level where they could reach an NBA Finals and win it all. So what did they do this offseason? They tore it all down. They traded everybody away and started over. I feel like the Vikings are kind of in that same spot. I do too. And then you just build, you, you sign Justin Jefferson because you can get him, lock him up as long as you can, lock up Hawkinson, and then you build mm-hmm. around those two is what I would do. Because I, I, I do think the 40, like Purdy's great. I, I do think one thing we're learning now is you 
don't have to have a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Now, maybe to win the Super Bowl, but to me, it's so I I've thought this for years, and I've been proven to be wrong time and time again. But I will stay with it that I don't ever trust my team to draft Patrick Mahomes. We will screw it up. I would much rather have an affordable quarterback and then build the best roster around him. And that's what the 49ers are. They have the best roster. They don't have the best quarterback. They have the best roster with a very selfless quarterback who will just, you know, people are mocking Purdy because like he's basically just getting the ball to Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. And then they're, they're doing their thing. That's what you want. That's right. exactly what you want from a quarterback in that, in that type of a system. You know what I've seen on social media this week is uh, Iowa fans just getting pissed at Iowa State fans for how much they're enjoying this Brock Purdy thing. Really? Okay. Yeah. I hadn't seen that, just, but I'm not surprised. Uh, it, it's, it's because in, in, in their minds, they're saying, well, you, you think this validates your program? <laughs> No, it just means that you guys, you couldn't win more than eight games even with these guys. It makes you look worse. Yeah, I could see them saying that. I, a couple things to that. One, it's the quarterback. It, like, Brees Hall was having a rookie of the year type of year, and you didn't yeah. see this. The quarterback who is the most decorated player in the history of your program. And Purdy's just so likable, right? Like, he's so likable. He was there for so long. And, like, you really – good luck finding anybody saying anything negative about the guy. He's just a really good guy. So, I don't know. I, I could totally see Iowa fans go – but which is weird because Purdy's favorite target is a Hawkeye. Right. Can I jump in with a quick Hawkeye note sure. or a Cyhawk note? So I saw something interesting on Twitter yesterday. The 49ers got Brock Purdy because of the comp pick that was awarded for CJ Beathard signing with the Jags. So if you remember, <laughs> so if you remember, CJ Beathard oh. was a quarterback with the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. And they traded him to the Jags. So got that. That's how they got that pick. Yep. Crazy. Interesting. All right. I have one other Iowa tie to the 49ers. Are you ready for mm -hmm. this? So we put out on Cyclone Fanatic our Tame and Lipsy NIL signature T-shirt signature on Friday. And our merch guy, Mike, texts me that Trey Lance just bought two shirts. Hmm? San Francisco 40. Yeah, and we looked at the address, and it was in San Francisco. What kind of tie does Trey Lance have to Tame and Lipsy? Well, I'll tell you, and I didn't know this, but I made a few text messages. And Trey Lance's dad played college ball and is best friends with Tame and Lipsy's dad, like best man in each other's wedding type stuff. Really? Trey and Taman grew up going on like family vacations and stuff together. They're really close friends. And if you go to Trey Lance's like Twitter and Instagram, he's like pinning and retweeting like Iowa State basketball highlights. Huh. Okay, so I guess there's one there's one person in Ames that might not be rooting as hard for Brock Purdy as the rest <laughs> yeah, of them. Exactly. That was my first reaction too. Just crazy. Small world stuff. Good stuff. We get to some college basketball. Iowa cruises past Maryland. Iowa State with just a 
all-out brawl is how I described it at Kansas. They didn't call a thing in the second half. Those two teams were. I watched the second half again last night, and, man, they. I, I, I'm not criticizing the officiating. I thought it was the same both ways. It was just a brawl. They were basically having a fist fight out there. We'll get to Tyrese Hunter's return. We'll touch on some Iowa and Iowa State football. And um, we'll also look at our NFL standings, how we did with our picks via our friends at Circa over the weekend. Let's start with the Hawks as they played on Sunday and really cruised past Maryland, Hassel. You never thought that that game was in doubt. Maryland got it within seven, like, I don't know, eight, nine to go. But Iowa just... They're in this zone right now, and this was the Tony Perkins game. You kind of just waited for him to blow up and have a really good one, and Hawkeyes are right back in the driver's seat as an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, they'd be in right now, I think. Um, four and three in conference. They've won four in a row. They're only a game and a half out of first. The, 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 the big thing with that game was that you got Tony Perkins going again, which there was the one thing kind of that was missing – from this team the last, I don't know, several weeks. I, I wasn't surprised at all by this game. I thought that they would handle Maryland. Maryland's not good. Uh, it's, I mean, they're, they're, they got a bunch of talent, but they don't play together. They're, they're, and they're bad on the road. I mean, yeah. it, they lost at Rutgers by 14. Michigan beat them by like 30. Um, they're not. I was surprised to see that line only at five and a half, which was basically the same as the Michigan line. That, that Michigan win was great um you know they I forgot they, we haven't they, talked about that yeah they yeah. couldn't get a stop on the defensive end but they just kept scoring and scoring and sc- Peyton Sanford has kept it going um it, really impressive turnaround and now they've got one more game here at home before they they go back out on the road and get tested again at Ohio State and at Michigan State but they got Northwestern coming in in a couple days what is that on Wednesday yeah, Wednesday at uh, eight central. And did you see? Did you see uh, the Iowa post game radio report? Dolph said yes. that. I tell you what, these Iowa Patrick post-game. McCaffrey <laughs> is going to be back in uniform on Wednesday against Northwestern. David Eichel tweeted that out and was listening. So, so Dolph, Dolph. As far as I know, he didn't say that McCaffrey would be playing, that Patrick would be playing. He said he'd be back in uniform, just on the bench. We'll we'll see. Well, then Iowa comes out and <laughs> tells David Eicholt and others, it has come to our attention that during tonight's radio broadcast, it was mentioned that Patrick McCaffrey would be back on the court for Wednesday's game against Northwestern. No such decision has been made. So here come the ongoing tensions again, apparently. What's, I mean, it, how does this happen? From, from <laughs> now, I haven't talked to Dolph. I, I don't know exactly what was said and what went down. Yeah, I wonder but, what, like, how Dolph said it. Like, what well, he was said the, he, he, well, he didn't say that he'd be playing. From, from everything that, that I've read, yeah. Dolph never said he was going to play. He just said he would be in uniform. And some people have said, that Dolph got that directly from from Patrick before the game. So I, it's it's just I I I don't know. When do they have the radio show? Doesn't Dolph and Fran have a radio show like on 
It's on Wednesdays, I think. Oh, it's or, on Wednesdays. Well, okay, that, that, that it's Tuesdays. Yeah, they have theirs on Tuesdays. Cause yeah, at, remember they used to do it at the Dolph. Would say, we'd say, listen to Hawk Talk at Carlos O'Kelly's Mexican <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> Carlos O'Kelly's Mexican Cafe. Hey, can I bitch about the Iowa schedule one more time? These Sunday afternoon games are the oh worst. Oh my god! God, they're terrible. That was going on in the Ugh. heat of the Vikings game. Yeah. I hate now, the Sunday afternoon game. I hate it. It's it. brutal. It's brutal. I, and it's and it's late afternoon. I don't it's think I like would still be in this business o'clock. if I covered Iowa just because of that. I would have said, screw this. I'm done. If I can't watch my NFL, my NASCAR, or like, I, I, no. I, I hate their schedule. The and Thursday now, course, night, I'm Wednesday. Okay. On Wednesday, you got your uh, your eight o'clock local time tip against Northwestern. I'm sure Carver is going to be hopping <laughs> eight o'clock on a Wednesday. I don't, the I I give them all the credit in the world. I, we had them buried. Everybody had them buried. You lose by many metrics. Your second best player, and you've done nothing but respond. And, and Connor McCaffrey, like he just he had that three yesterday where Maryland was kind of sneaking back in the game and everybody's screaming at the TV. No. And then he, you know, he hits it from the left wing. He's played really well. Yeah. Iowa continues to roll. Now, you know, the one analysis that I feel like we responsibly have to keep making is sure they're in now, but the problem is their margin for error when they go back on the road is just so much smaller because of you know, Eastern Illinois and, and how they started the season, but they've done everything that they could do to get right back into that spot. Fran's done a good job to to not lose that team. I thought in the first half of that Indiana team game, I thought he had lost the team. Just by the way they were playing defense, the way that their body language was, I thought they were toast. And you saw how they snapped back out of that, so credit where it's due. Yeah, he... he- got on their ass then he picked up a technical foul and they they turned it around somehow pulled that game out and haven't lost since they're up to 35 in the net now i think when this um uh when this winning streak started they were down at 68 in the net so they've they've jumped 30 plus spots in this four game winning streak and uh let's see there's still four four and three quad one game so i think that's good enough to override that uh yeah, they're Eastern Illinois loss as of now. As of now, it absolutely is the case. That would be a deal like if you're on the bubble where it could keep you yeah. out. But right. right now they would not they would not be a bubble team in in my opinion. The um funny thing to watch too is because I'm I'm a Ken Palm guy. Obviously I I keep it on it's it's kind of addicting during the season when your team is relevant. Like immediately after an Iowa State game, I'm going to Ken Palm to see how much. So they actually jumped three spots uh, on Ken Palm after losing at Kansas. Uh, their defense is now in the top five in the country. And then I I can't prove that this was the correlation, but they they bumped up another spot yesterday, and I think it may have been because of Iowa winning. Yeah, like they're so closely tied. Iowa State was actually being drugged down because they had lost to Iowa, and Iowa, you know, was tanking there for a while. So it actually, it's it. I know that you all hate each other, and that's fine. I'm not trying to tell Iowa State fans to cheer for Fran McCaffrey or Iowa fans to cheer for Iowa State, but you really are in a spot now 
where it enhances each of your resume if you both do well. Iowa State goes on the road to Kansas, and frankly, Chris, I don't think they played very well. I mean, they're okay, Mm -hmm. uh, but they missed a ton of bunnies down low throughout the day. They had a lot of bad turnovers at the end of the game, and they damn near beat the Kansas Jayhawks. It's no moral victory uh, in the census because I think Iowa State basketball right now is past that stage. But um, it is encouraging when you look at the fact that I think that that was like a six. You, you got maybe a six or a seven game out of the Cyclones, and they were they had a chance to win it on the last possession. Not many teams win in Allen Fieldhouse. If you split this week with Texas and, and get that win, you're in really good shape. What did you think of that game? Yeah, that I was really impressed. I, I was. Uh, everybody's just kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop with Iowa State basketball. When are they going to have that stinker? When are they going to have it? When are they well the, the line was 8 8 and a half in this game. Th- this could have easily been one of those games where Kansas had just been pushed to the brink at home. They came back and won. They're feeling great. I I thought this could have been a game where Kansas really flexes its muscles and Iowa State comes down a peg, but they went blow to blow. Oshuniyi was awesome. Yep. Inside. Kalsher has kept it up. 23 more points for him. Continues to shoot it well. I think that's the key moving forward. You got to, Kalisher has to keep playing at this level. If he does, Iowa State has a chance to win the Big 12 championship. It, you you got to win against Texas. But if they win that game, they get to 5 and 1 in conference. The only loss is on the road at Kansas. You have them coming to Hilton later in the season. I'm going to start believing they can they can compete for a conference championship if they can beat Texas this week. Couldn't agree more, uh, especially in the Kalsher point. It's just that's the one for me. Just having watched them closely for so long, where you just you keep asking yourself, is this real Gabe now? Like, is this who he is? Because he's a he's one of the top five players in the best conference in college basketball right now. And he's a two-way guy. Like, he's he's a top three defender. <clears throat> and right now, statistically, in Big 12 play, he is the best three-point shooter in, col- in in the Big 12. He has a higher percentage than Grady Dick Wow! at this point in the season. So... Speaking of that, did you hear... Were you less, Were you, you were watching the game on TV, right? Yeah. You didn't go. No, I didn't. Did go. you hear the announcer when Grady Dick hit one of his threes? He said, "Grady Dick cocks the hammer." <laughs> what? Yes, I didn't catch that. He did. Grady Dick cocks the hammer. So He's you're been listening to you talk about your mom on the podcast. You're a play-by-play guy. Uh huh. When you're calling a game for a guy named Grady Dick, Oof. you go into it knowing, like, okay, there's precarious spots I could put myself in here. Yes. Like, you, you have to worry, like, like, oh, look at that D from Dick. Something, you know, it. you got to be careful. Do you think that this guy me- meant to say Grady Dick cocks the hammer? Or do God, you think that I slipped? Don't... I don't know, Chris. Maybe Cox the Hammer is like one of this guy's like go-tos. That's a weird 
It is. That's that's what caught my. That's why it caught my attention. Because that's the like hammer. I have used the word cocks to describe a basketball play, but it's usually when, like, and it's usually oh, an yeah. NBA player cocks it back and yeah. throws it down. Not when you're taking a three. <laughs> Grady Dick cocks the hammer. English on YouTube says this guy probably practiced it in the mirror. Oh, here. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> yeah, see, I tweeted that out because I was I missed, watching it. I just missed it all. For that's, whatever reason, for whatever reason, the closed captioning was on in the TV in front of me. <laughs> So I was interested to see what the closed captioning person was going to write. Like, did I just hear that? Did I hear him say, Grady Dick cocks the hammer? And the closed captioning person, Van Wink, why don't you play that again? Watch. The closed captioning person (laughs) just stops (laughs) typing anything. Watch it again. Watch it just stops it delivers. He edited it out. There's nothing there. He just stops. Doesn't type anything. I tell you what though, that 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 dick is explosive. He's really good. Yeah, and how about the another tie? His mom, big time player at Iowa State. I would love for Dick to be playing for my Chicago Bulls like he's an NBA player like there's no doubt about that but he's a he's he's really freaking good I still don't like I don't think Kansas is like this elite Kansas team but I know they just the, keep winning they I know just the, keep winning and the winning metrics and, win. and everything would tell you differently but when you watch them they're, they're good they're clearly good I just I don't know I don't think that they're just this juggernaut like they have been but we'll see they've won what 26 of the last 27 games dating back to last season's run to the title um so Tyrese Hunter's coming back to Ames that is tomorrow uh and and we should obviously recognize that it is Martin Luther King Day but we figured we had all these sports to cover we're we're just gonna uh keep keep working today this is gonna be what, what, what was what did you just do there what do you mean? Did you, we're 30 minutes into the podcast. Well, I forgot. I, I was going to mention it earlier, but I, I forgot to. That's it. I'm resetting okay. the program as we move on to the next topic. Haven't you ever done talk radio before? It was just weird. It was almost like a producer got in your ear and was like, "Are you? Have you? do you know what day this is? <laughs> you better mention it now. All right. Ha- happy Martin Luther King Day, everybody. Hope you're We're still working, today, right? baby. Yeah, We're I'm still I'm working. working all day. Are you working today? Yeah. You going to CBS? Yeah, I'm going in after this. Hell yeah. Hopefully you're reporting on the Vikings firing their defensive coordinator. <laughs> Hopefully Jeez. that's a storyline. So Tyrese Hunter returns yeah. to Hilton. And I do think it's interesting, Chris. I hadn't really looked into this much because I have – I mean, frankly, I just haven't been paying a lot of attention to Tyrese Hunter when I watch Texas. Clearly, I'm, I'm paying attention to them and the Chris Beard thing. But I hadn't really like looked at his stats and stuff. When you look at the reasons that he left Iowa State, 
this has not been a successful transfer for him thus far. Not saying it won't. But there was one reason, and that was money. Well, according to him, I'm going off of his his okay. word. Gotcha, gotcha. And he said it was style of play. He thought he could um, basically get to the league and stuff earlier at Texas. Mm-hmm. His steals are down. He averaged two a game last year at Iowa State, .9 right now, so over half. His points are down from 11 to 10.6. Three-point percentage is up, which is encouraging for him but it's still only at 32% and he's playing fewer minutes per game. Um, so I, I just, and his assists are way down. He averaged almost see, five last year and he's at 2.8 now for Tyrese. Did you Hunter. see his stat line for the game against he, Texas Tech, the most recent game? He didn't score, right? No, he was 0 for 4, did not score. Yeah, and he wasn't even really seeking shots. So I just, I think there's probably a lot of casual type of fans who you know, they know that he plays there, but he's not exactly setting the world on fire at Texas. And I will cut Iowa state fans. Like here, this is where it gets interesting with like the name image and likeness and all this stuff. So there's, there's two sections of people out there. One, well, they're college kids. You, you can't boo college kids. You, you can't, um, he made the best decision for his family and all that. And and that's great. I actually agree with that for the most part. But the the reasons behind this, um, transferring to an interconference rival, and most importantly, Tyrese wasn't exactly shy on social media after a lot of this. There were a lot of things said. I'm totally okay with Iowa State fans giving this guy – the business on Tuesday night, and oh, I think yeah, they're you, going. You have to. to. Oh, give, give me a. You can't boo a college kid. Oh, there's people out there. You know this. Come there's people. On. There's people. They were. It's booing. not like you're. It's not like you're. You're throwing stuff at him and telling him he's a horrible person, and it, you're. You're booing him because he left. He left for greener pastures. That's it. It happened with Haluska. It, 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 it. It's happened forever. It's just how it goes. It's going to be nuts on Tuesday night. It's going to be next level. They're just getting back from break, the students. The only thing that would make this better, it's a 6 o'clock tip. I wish it was an 8 o'clock tip on Tuesday night. Give, let 8 get o'clock? A, yeah, let them get a little more lubed up. Wow. So over in Iowa City, if it's an 8 o'clock tip, I mean... Oh, you're... no, that just enhances things in Ames. People drink really? more. Oh, okay. yeah. 8 o'clock tips, man, The it's like a... I mean, it's like a powder keg, like when when those things tip off at eight o'clock, because everybody's just been drinking since like five, since they got <laughs> off work. They just go to the bar. How do we get some of that over in Iowa City for these late tips? I don't know. I, that's a whole other conversation. I don't know why you guys don't like your basketball team, but <laughs> <laughs> but like Iowa Iowa fans, it's like Iowa State fans used to be with football, except it was it was different because Iowa State sucked in football. Right, like there's a reason why you're not going. Oh, we got harvest. Well, and you're two and eight, and it's cold out. Right, like I was good at basketball, and they're still not going. So I, I, I don't get it. I don't know why you guys don't, don't do more. In Ames, the eight o'clock tip represents drunk, angry Hilton. This will be angry Hilton. I don't know how drunk the people will be at it, six o'clock on a Tuesday. But the games at seven though. Games at seven. Elliot, I think it's at out. six. I'm seeing I'm seeing seven central, buddy. Oh boy. well, that okay. I'm sorry. You know I why? thought it was at six o'clock. 
W- okay, would you good. like to know why? Why? Because it's on ESPN Plus. Jesus. <laughs> well, that's good. You just broke that news to me. That helps me with my childcare too. That I know nobody else cares about. Another How- ESPN Plus game. Yeah, and then the next one's on ESPN Plus too. On Saturday, they play Oklahoma wow. State. That's an ESPN Plus game as well. They're just loading Iowa State up on these. Gee, and this is going to be another top fifteen matchup. Yeah, that's on that's on the plus. Yep. Amazing. Well, good. I'm glad this game's at seven. Thanks for the uh, correction on that. But still, like, yeah, like the the later the tip, the better in Ames because people just get more mad the closer you get to midnight. <laughs> Especially now, it's like the crowd really reacts pretty well to this like Otzelberger like style, where they're just basically picking fights with these teams. I mean, that's really what Iowa State basketball's oh, doing. I love it. They just fight you, and they hope that you don't call it. Uh-huh. And like on Saturday, they didn't call it. Like they were just letting those teams duke it out. And yeah, I don't, the Hunter deal is just—it's complex because of his his situation. Um, you know, with his parents passing away and he was such a great story last year. It's just, it's, it's somewhat complicated, but I can promise you the students do not care. And they were booing Jalen Coleman lands every time he touched the ball last year. Okay. What the hell do you think they're going to do to Tyrese Hunter on Tuesday? (laughs) Where do you you think you have Iowa state noted here that you think they're a big 12 title contender, but that's, that's if they beat Texas though, you're, but that's where you're at. You think that they could go like winner of this game is alone in second place. Uh, depending on how that Kansas, Kansas state game goes. Cause this is a, what a huge night in the big 12 because You got Kansas, Kansas State. That's on ESPN. You got Texas, Iowa State. Those are the four teams that are sitting there within a game of first place. Everybody else has at least two losses in conference play. 5-0 and Jayhawks against the 4-1 and Wildcats. 4-1 and Longhorns against the 4-1 and Cyclones. And we'll see where it goes. I mean, this, this is, this is going to be fun. A lot of fun. I'm starting to think Kansas State's a little bit of a pretender, but we'll see. Yeah, I they don't just picked up their first loss in conference play. I think TCU is uh, more of a contender than Kansas State is, but but we'll see. Uh, let's go on to football. Uh, two guys named Chris. Of course, we are presented by Fairway. Nothing really has happened on the coaching front at Iowa. Iowa State named a couple of guys last week. Got a special teams coach. Woo! Yeah, Jordan Langs. Come on <laughs> down. It's about goddamn time. But. What do you mean, but? There's a caveat. No, 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 but. Jordan Langs adding a Iowa terrific State puts out the release. He's a running back. Sco- oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Iowa State. The headline should have been uh, Iowa State hires special teams coach. No, it's. Iowa State adds assistant coach, and it says, uh, I mean, as how a much, running backs coach slash uh, special teams coordinator. How, so much you, I, how much do you really need to work with really, the running backs? Like, I hey. found that really interesting that they put running backs first. I, I, my guess is Matt Campbell said to do that because he's trying to, trying to downplay the whole situation, still trying to downplay special teams. Because if you go to Jordan Lang's Twitter on his bio, 
He lists special teams first. Thank God. Thank God. Because that's more important than coaching the running backs. Come on. But Iowa State, no, officially it's running backs coach slash special teams coordinator. I'm all in on Jordan Langs. Did a little research on Indiana Wesleyan from NAIA, where he comes from. Elite special teams units. Oh, yeah? The, the special, I know this teams were good, but were his special it, teams. They good. actually really were. Not that it necessarily matters. he was a matters. defensive back. He played. He was a defensive back. Yes, he did have good special teams uh, at Indiana Wesleyan. Here's the one thing. I, I, I like the fact that this guy's been a head coach. I know what Matt's thinking here. I haven't talked to Matt, but I can tell you exactly what he's thinking because he likes these rooms the way it's organized to have like their own leaders so he can bounce around. And Haycock obviously does that with the defense. I think he's telling Nate Shieldhouse, who many believe is a future head coach, that will be his room to do this with, with the offense. And now you have a former head coach a guy who's run a program doing it with the special team. So, I mean, who the hell am I going to argue? I don't know who Jordan Langs is. I, I mean, I hope it, <laughs> I hope it works out. You're saying though, you wanted just you wanted a guy not worrying about no, anything. No, no, I'm you, not saying that because oh, I, okay. I, I do think that in a lot of places the special teams coach also has another responsibility. Most but let's places. be real. Let's be real. The special teams is a lot more important than a position coach for running backs. So, yes, especially in just, 2023. I, I, just, I found it funny in the release that they, even though it is it is alphabetical order, that Jordan they, Langs puts special teams first. Yes, and they, come on, you put special teams first, okay? You you don't put like, um, let's see, if you're the offensive coordinator, you don't put, um, I'm trying to think of a letter that's before O, but you don't put like, wide receivers slash offensive coordinator, right? Elliot's, you put offensive coordinator. Elliot's coming at your ass. He's watching it's, on Facebook. I alphabetic don't care if it's alphabetical order. Hassle. You, you put special teams first. Yeah. So is this a sports information problem? Or is this a Matt Campbell problem? I, something tells me. Matt Campbell still feels a little <laughs> weird about this whole special teams thing. A little and sensitive about so this. So he said, let's <laughs> let's uh let's put running backs first and let's try to do it. Let's try to like just kind of go under the radar here. Maybe people won't even notice. The worst is when you your team gets so bad at something where the crowd cheers sarcastically when things happen. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're a bad free throw shooter, you're like bad free throw shooter, you can you make one and people are like, Hey, yeah, freaking made one. That's kind of how he, Iowa State fans have gotten, like when a kicker can like kick it out of the end zone and there's no return. Has, has Bloom been able to pay one of those uh, one of those kickers to come? Not yet? that I've been aware of. I mean, how much does a kicker go for these days? A couple hundred bucks. Put a, if you buy a if give a kicker a hundred grand and you're you <laughs> win seven grand. Yes, get a damn good one and you win seven games last year. I don't think if you, you need have a hundred grand. Paid hundred. I don't if you have you a kicker last year, despite everything else, you you win six minimum, probably seven games with just a damn kicker. Get a kicker. Well, at least Iowa State's doing something with the coaches. Yeah, what the hell has Iowa been up to? It's just crickets over in Iowa City. Just crickets. <laughs> the only thing we got going over there is 
Gary Dolphin spreading propaganda about Pat <laughs> I love Dolphin. And, and lowering the ticket prices. Oh, yeah, they lowered the ticket prices oh, yeah. for the greatest fans in America. It has nothing to do with the fact that Iowa State, Michigan, and Ohio State aren't on the schedule. That yeah, that is the, the worst, worst home schedule I've ever seen in my life. It's terrible. Oh, it's t- and it seems like this happens every other year where you get you get a great home schedule yeah, and then you great. get a horrible home schedule. Oh. Great, ho- horrible. It's bad. And I, yeah, well, I wouldn't pay. I mean, they should have lowered it even more. I think. I just love what's their going release. on. They're like, hey, you know. In the world of sports, everything's getting more expensive. Except your season tickets we to Iowa football. We understand you. <laughs> come on, come give me a give me a. Break. But what, what? It's okay. It's January sixteenth now. Oh, Brian's your offensive coordinator. He has to be. Unless Kirk's got some guy in the NFL playoffs that he's got in his back pocket. Brian Ferentz is your offensive coordinator. Well, that's one of the things they're speculating about. Is if if there is going to be a, a change, Brian would go to the NFL, right? Trying to get Brian a landing spot in yeah. the NFL. Maybe it's a team that's in the postseason right now. Quarterbacks coach for the 49ers. But God, if, are are you really waiting? Are you really waiting to find an offensive coordinator? until after you have a landing spot for Brian. I can't imagine that they would do that. There were rumors last week about the two-lane offensive coordinator who was from Iowa, but I don't see that anything surfacing because I got a tip. He quit at Tulane because he got stripped of play-calling duties, and I got a tip that he was going to Iowa State, and I was told, no, that's not the case. So then I was like, weird, maybe he's going to Iowa – and the rumor mill got mixed up, but nothing Wait, has happened. So, so he that. was the offensive coordinator for Tulane in the greatest season they've ever had this season, and in now the, he doesn't have a job right now. It, I was told in the middle of the year, while he was technically still the offensive coordinator, they took his play calling duties from him. So you can still be an offensive coordinator, and not call plays. Right. Oh yeah, technically, yeah. And, a, a lot of head coaches call plays. Correct. And Willie Fritz, he has a very distinct offense, right? Like I mean, if you mm-hmm. know about them it wouldn't be shocking so that was a rumor that i had heard but again nothing has happened on the hmm. iowa front so hmm. interesting i don't know it we, well d- damn it let's do something i mean f- figure it out if he's if 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 you're gonna stick with brian ferentz come, come out and say it oh, let's man. go i mean that, All these that other quarterbacks oh, room. Cade McNamara is just sitting there. He's got Brian <laughs> Ferentz on one shoulder, Spencer Petrus on the other. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> it, it can't. It can't happen this way. It just can't. But if it is going to happen this way, come out and say it. Let's go. Let's. I mean, yeah. This day and age, you, you've got to be transparent. You've got to move fast. I mean, what are these? What are these kids going to think? And, and surely you're still working the transfer portal. You're still trying to get other kids in. Well, that's what makes me think that he's staying, though. Like the pictures of like Kirk and Brian with Cade McNamara. That, that's like, what really like, scares me, too. They're going to fire McNamara, him. When McNamara, like, <laughs> when he announced he was coming, he had that picture, and it was Kirk yeah, and like, Brian. Well, even like some of the prep guys right before they signed, like it does it look like this is a guy on his way out? It certainly doesn't to me. No, it doesn't. And have you heard, I don't know, like how much rumor-wise you're 
in tune to over there. I mean, I try and stay in the loop a little bit, but like, I haven't heard a thing of people <laughs> thinking either. he's gone. Like it, it, I heard it at the end of the season, but ever since it's like, it's January 16th here. Like well, when Dolph, said, Dolph said on the broadcast last night that, that Brian Ferentz is going to be the offensive coordinator next year, but Iowa came out and said that has not been confirmed yet. <laughs> I love Dolphin, man. Love what a freaking treasure. Carlos O'Kelly's Mexican Cafe. Join me and Iowa head coach Fran McCaffrey at Carlos O'Kelly's Mexican Cafe. This is Carlos O'Kelly, because they used to have one in Ames, and I don't think it doesn't exist anymore. I wonder if that chain, like, it was a good place. You were a Carlos O'Kelly guy? I, mean, I wasn't a Carlos O'Kelly guy, but it was okay. <laughs> like, I, I was fine. You know what? I'd la- I got to hankering for some Carlos O'Kellys. It was kind of like, I mean, it was kind of like Applebee's for Mexican food. Yeah. That's how I would describe yes. it. Yes. It's, it's, it's exactly what it what It's it like, it's not exactly what I would call, like, fine Mexican cuisine, but it's fine. <laughs> or so, authentic. Yeah. It's okay. But it was, yeah, it's... That's, yeah, I, I you'd go. We, they we, they had one in Davenport. We'd go there sometimes. Did you call a Mexican cafe? So we were doing the whole deal last week about what I like how mispronunciations and yeah. stuff. Did you ever call a couch a Davenport? Oh yeah, my my grand my grandpa did. Yeah, my get your that. feet off the Davenport. Yep. Uh, get those shoes off the Davenport. For the longest time, I didn't know what the hell my grandma was talking about. <laughs> well, and I thought, because my, my grandparents lived in the Quad Cities, I thought that that, that was just what, <laughs> like, because they lived in Bettendorf, but Davenport's right next door. I was like, why are, they, why are they calling the couch the name of the town that's nearby? Yeah, the, is that the, where they bought the, it? Did they the buy it in table Davenport? Is the, the coffee table is the Bettendorf. <laughs> Hey, Van, I go ahead. Ha, have a seat on the Davenport. Van Winkle, growing up in California, did people call couches Davenports? No. Okay. Yeah, no. it must be an Iowa deal. It's Get your goddamn out, feet off the Davenport, Christopher. <laughs> Davenport. I, I want to look this. Like, what? What's the origin of that Davenport couch? I don't know, but the Vikings... What per- exactly is a Davenport? Is it different than a sofa? The term Davenport can refer to two different, entirely unrelated types of furniture. Most commonly in America, the word Davenport refers to a large, boxy couch. Hmm. Davenport, Davenport was originally the name of a series of sofas made by the Massachusetts furniture manufacturer A.H. Davenport & Company. Really? <laughs> So, okay, this is like Kleenex. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I'll be damned. Mid-19th century. So, uh, we got to keep this going, Chris. For your kids, so you got to keep it going. Down in... Get, so, okay, I'm going to... Davenport. All right, deal. Al- Elise, get your goddamn feet off the Davenport. Dirks, get off the Davenport. <laughs> Wiping your ass all over it. Um, when So, Mom, you know, she's from South Carolina. Right, uh-huh. I told you this before. Big fan of the Cox. Yeah. When you go down there, well, when, when when we were kids, like everything is Coke. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. really confusing when you're from what the Midwest. What kind of Coke do you want? Yeah. I remember the first time we were down there. I, it was like a damn Abbott and Costello bit. Like who's on first? Like what are you mm-hmm. talking about? Like I want Sprite. I don't want Coke. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was very confusing. Yeah, and I, I've stopped saying pop down here because people think that's hilarious. Like, what? Pop? So I have to, I, I say soda now. Yeah. I, yeah just because yeah, I live in Connecticut, it was the same way. Pop is a Midwestern thing. Yeah, it makes you sound like a total Midwest hack if you say pop in those but areas. But the, th- the thing that I that I've gotten the most guff for is saying sucker. Really? Like, yeah. When somebody's got a lollipop, a lollipop? Is they call a lollipop? everything a lollipop. Everything's a lollipop. Sucker is a little bit brash. So like, what, what kind of sucker you got there? And they're like, what? Huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> sucker. Shout out to our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Sponsors of the two guys and Chris, two guys named Chris. One thing you say is you say program. Yeah, but I do that to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's program. Like, but college coaches in the South, like we, we're, we're going to run a good program. They don't say program. We, we, we're we're going we're gonna to change the culture of this program. It's the first thing they'll say when they get the job. Phil Parker's pa is watching on YouTube. He's referring to you as an elitist. He says, we all know that Carlos O'Kelly's is way beneath hassle. <laughs> I used to go there a lot with the, with the in-laws and with my grandpa. I used to go to the Applebee's call-in show when I was in college, and McCarney would always buy us beer. Every oh, yeah? week, Mac would come over and buy us a round of beers. Every When week. you were in college? Yeah. Did he know you were underage? Well, I, I was of age at this time. But okay, yeah, Mac would always—that was his thing. He just what a what a absolute classic dude. Like he's just the best. Um, Matt Sampson says it would be great if they called rocking chairs Clorinda. Get off of my Clorinda. Mom needs to sit there to watch her cocks. <laughs> Shows off the rails. Let's- Don't be jumping around on the Davenport. <laughs> I want to get it like so it's trained into Elise's head where like when she goes to school because she's only three now like that's what she calls a couch is a Davenport we're gonna bring it back yeah we gotta keep it alive Matt I need you to do the same with your little one it's a Davenport from now on we're gonna start a we're gonna start a movement here in Bondurant (laughs) all right uh, shout out to our friends at Circa and Circa Sports Iowa we we're doing a thing the rest of the NFL playoffs, where we pick every game against the Circa spreads. I feel like I was very mediocre this week. I have not run it down no, yet. You, you, you were you were below me. Below me. Below mediocrity. Well, we got a game tonight. Are we on the same I, side? I don't even know who we have picked for tonight. I think I have. You guys both picked the Bucks to cover okay. two and a half. Yep. So we're so I cannot beat you. Hassel went three and two this week. I went two and three with that one game. I was really surprised that the trouble that the Bengals and the Bills had at home. The Bills means that did not have a quarterback. The Bengals didn't shock me just because the interdivisional and like the defensive like minded Ravens. The Bills shocked me. I thought they would win by thirty. I don't get it. I don't know how Miami stayed in that game. I mean, Josh, they forced Josh Allen into a bunch of mistakes, which is unlike him. But man, I it, I just I just did not see it coming from those those quarterbacks. 
Skylar Thompson and, and Huntley. They, I was I was dead wrong, but somehow I was still better than you against the spread. Three and two against the spread, you were two and three. Yeah, I I botched that 49ers one. I went with the book instead of my brain. It was know. close for a while. I mean, what yeah. Seattle was right there, end of the third quarter, and then I, just it's, all it's just, hell broke loose. It's funny because I actually bet on the 49ers with my real money <laughs> through circuit, but I just. Those interdivisional games, this is like the Giants and Eagles coming up. I saw Circa has that game at seven, seven and a half. It's like. Well, I mean, Dave Zabolinski, remember last week, he said, look out. If the Giants get by the Vikings, I, look out. Well, and, I don't, and Williams they're going to beat the Eagles. Williams got lucky with the Jags, too. He had uh, with that, yeah, that, that was comeback. garbage. Williams picked the Jags to cover two and a half. Yeah, I, that was an amazing game, by the way. What I love the Jags. What? I think it's because I hate Urban Meyer so much that I'm rooting for the Jags. Like I don't necessarily like any of their players, but I they're fun to watch for me. I just I enjoy them. They um, are, but I think the Chargers are pretty fun to watch too. I just it's just it's amazing how they blew that game. Just amazing. Twenty seven nothing. My buddy uh, Jess, um, he's a he actually used to coach Max Duggan in high school. He put a money line bet on the Jags at halftime. No. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it was, what was it? Twenty-seven to seven. Yeah. I so mean, I'm he... sure. Like, he's a middle class guy. I'm sure it was like ten dollars. But but what was the what was it? I think it was like ten, plus ten to one, twenty-five hundred or something. Yeah. Like that. Wow. Twenty-five to one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He because he texted. He was tweeting about it, and I he he called his shot at halftime. It was cool. Some guy, Matt. See if you can pull this up. I put it on Twitter this morning. Darren Rovell. There was two. Uh, the ESPN gambling guy reported this too. Some idiot. Oh, put, I I know what you're. I know where you're going. He put like 1.4 million on the Chargers money line to win at halftime and lost. And like, uh, we'll see the actual numbers here. This was through DraftKings, so it was at minus twelve thousand five hundred on the money line, and it's been confirmed. This actually happened. So he, he put one point four million. Yeah, and he, he was only going to get back. Oh, he's only going to make eleven thousand. Had they held on to that game, he put one point four million just to make eleven thousand because he thought it was a sure thing. That might be the single worst sports bet of all time. I mean, I I, I can't imagine anything being worse than that. <sighs> but he's just he's thinking. There's no chance. It's twenty-seven yeah. nothing. There's He's no thinking, chance. I'm just so gonna... it's an easy eleven thousand. But if you have one point four million to put down, what is eleven thousand dollars to you? Like why? Why would you do that? This is a that, guy that who has be a chump rich change. dad who now has to go to dad and explain how he just lost one point four million dollars. Would be my guess. It's like the guy who gets an inheritance and he put it all in Bitcoin and he lost it all. Oh God. Bitcoin, get out of here! Are you 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 seem like a crypto guy? Yeah, I got some crypto. You some, slick I got a, bastard! I got a few bags. Got a few bags of coins. God, you, hidden in the back. Yeah, and you're you're calling me an elitist? What are you and, talking about? And you're over here. Crypto's anti-elitist, crypto? idiot. What do you, you don't mean? even know? It's anti-elitist. We're getting the governments out of here. We're just doing oh. it on our own. It's grassroots. Blow it! I I don't know. I don't get it. I, all right, next time we go to Vegas together. You're going to start betting in crypto? No, but we're going to get super drunk 
and I'm going to get you to buy some Bitcoin. And then you're going to get locked in. Why would I do that? Because, well, there's a lot of reasons to do it, but we only have three minutes left in the program. I can't because you're hiding money. you're you're hiding your money somewhere else. I, I don't get it. All right, you've been watching too much billions. OK, <laughs> I do watch billions. Phenomenal show. And no, well, 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 this is another pro. This is another program for another time. <laughs> program Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, fun, Wednesday. Fun week coming up. Rivalry game between the Hawks and Northwestern. That's <laughs> not a rivalry game. Iowa can continue its streak, and then we've. I'll. I'll <laughs> telling you guys, this this deal on Tuesday night with Tyrese Hunter, I think, is going to be. If Iowa State was like average right now, it it would be crazy. The fact that Iowa State's going to be in the top fifteen, Texas is in the top ten. Their coach got fired for what he got fired for. And you have Tyrese Hunter coming back. This is going to be a thing. This is going to be a hell of a deal. Are you going to go to the game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not missing this one. I'm going to get there really early, too. I want to watch warm-ups. I want to see how Hunter's reacting. Is this one of the games where where the students will camp out ahead of time? I I don't. Heaters and tents? I don't think they'll do that, but they'll be there at 10 o'clock in the morning. Because they're not back yet because they have Martin Luther 10 King Day 10 o'clock off. in the morning for a 7 p.m. Oh, kick? Oh, yeah. There'll be a bunch of them there. Wait, I just asked you if this is one of the games where they the won't. students... I don't think they'll camp out because they're all just getting back to campus today is what I'm saying. Like, they're not you're even... you're telling me they're going to get... They're going to get in line at Hilton 10 hours before the game? Uh, I'm guessing some will, yes. Won't they need tents? Nah. How, you're gonna freeze your ass off. Oh, they're fine. You gonna stand outside? What's they're the temperature fine. gonna be? I mean, I'm I'm freezing right now. It's 55 degrees here in South yeah, Florida. That we're not all a bunch of warm weather elitists like you. Let's see. It says it's 46 in Des Moines right These now. These kids Uh-oh. who are gonna be in line are Carlos O'Kelly type of kids. Okay, <laughs> they are not your Mexican cuisine five star restaurant like you like to go to. Okay. They're hanging out at the Applebee's, just praying that Dan McCartney will buy him a beer. They're at the Carlos O'Kelly's, wanting to high-five Steve Alford. That's this type of kid. See, you'll love this. Fireball problem solved, says TB. When we go to uh, restaurants, that's another thing. They're not restaurants, they're restaurants. (laughs) That's what the old people, restaurant. Uh, We we look it up on Yelp, and it's, it's one to five stars, right? If it's not four stars or above, my wife will not go to it. Jeez. If it's three and a half stars, we don't go. We will literally go to Applebee's because it's one of the only places like where our whole family can find something that it likes. What do you mean? Well, yeah, but you've got two little snot-nosed kids. <laughs> well, and it's kids eat free. <laughs> what? The Golden Corral. No, I'm just um oh. Did I tell you? Golden Corral. I don't know if I've told you this story, the Adam Maleska story when he came back to Iowa City about my friend Joey, who was his cousin. Have I told you this story at all? No. It's a good so. way to end the show. So we like we all have like groups of friends, right? When you're in college. And in in my groups of friends was an Aleska. And it was Adam Aleska's cousin. Mm-hmm. And 
That game, when he came back, it was the Pierre Pierce game where the crowd chanted rapist every time he touched the ball. <laughs> yeah. It was brutal. Um, it was an 8 o'clock tip on a Friday night. Okay? So we do Friday after class, which FAC, everybody goes out at like 3 o'clock and gets drunk. So we're binge drinking at 3 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> at People's. And by about 6... The like the band that's up on the stage in this capacity bar, the entire place is chanting "fuck Alaska." Why are you calling him Alaska? Like it starts it, with an A. It's you. you uh, it's a silent H, right? <laughs> so my buddy, my buddy English was with me that day. He's he's watching on YouTube right now. Um, the entire bar was chanting "fuck Haluska," and we're with his cousin, and like it was, it was one of the more like you f- you feel a little bit awkward because he's not participating in this chant. He loves his cousin. They're like they're friends. This is a good relationship. Pointing out the vitriol that Iowa State fans had going, but that was an eight o'clock tip on a Friday. Like I've never seen anything like it, and I hope I never do. I'm not kidding. Pierre, they chanted rapist every time he touched the ball in that game. And then they chanted fuck Aluska like nonstop. It was like a X-rated movie that entire night in Ames. I don't think so this will be to that level. Is your buddy, his cousin, did, was his last name also Haluska? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So he, but he never got in on the chance during the game. No, he. It was very awkward for him. He did not enjoy that. Well, and then you had Iowa lost too because Iowa State won that game. But then Haluska's little brother went to Iowa State, correct, and didn't leave. Correct. Uh, what was his Sean? Sean. Yep, he went and played for McDermott. Yep, small world. Those uh, were some rough teams. Those are some lean years. <laughs> oh. Names I covered well, those teams. We started two walk-ons. It was Brian Peterson who's now an assistant coach at South yeah. Dakota State in Sean Haluska. Van Winkle points out that a silent H would make Hassel's name fun. They it's... they chanted F Assel. <laughs> they were chanting F Aluska. Why did you why did you just take the H off of his name? I for some reason I I often do that with H's and L's. You don't pronounce L's? Well, well, you did with Haluska. <laughs> How the, would you not pronounce the L in Haluska? Well, uh, like when it starts, because uh, like in uh, Spanish, you know, whatever. Another program, another time. You gotta, you gotta go get to your elitist job on television. I'm gonna sit here and do the digital stuff all day. What are you talking? I'm not on TV today. We're, we're, we're the. Uh, so oh, I thought you a, said you were going to work. I am, but. I'm not on CBS Sports Network today because there's a bunch of college basketball on all afternoon because oh. it's MLK Day, and cool. so we're doing. I'm on the digital side too. It's nice. just, it's it's just digital streaming today on on uh, on HQ. Well, I'll be watching, brother. You do a good job. I I really mean it that your guys' show is the premier sports show. If you actually wow. want sports, I watch it, it every day. I always have it on. Really? Always? Yeah, it's always on in the background. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. All right. 
appreciate you guys watching. All right. Why don't These... you go lounge on the Davenport the rest of the day? <laughs> Actually, I have to take my kids to a movie today. I'm taking them to Puss in Boots. What? Yeah, I told. I promised a little Cammie. MLK matinee. Yeah, <laughs> I told Cammy we're gonna. She wants to go see Puss in Boots, so we're gonna go do that this afternoon. Is Puss in Boots? Is that from Shrek? I reckon it might be, but I'm not positive. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Matt must be a big Shrek guy. Okay. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening on the podcast. Please rate, subscribe, review. Go buy yourself some fairway meat. He's Chris Hassel. I'm Chris Williams. For Matt Van Winkle, have a good week. Iowa everywhere.